Freebooters Network. Hi, this is Devin Track with the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another episode of 40K Radio. In this episode, the hosts sit down and talk about Aeronautica Imperialis and do some speculation about what might be coming up in the new Psychic Awakening. As well, we have a quick uh, word from our sponsor, Geek Nation Tours. The head geek himself, Terrace Cassidy, would like you to know that the Adepticon Tour is now up and running. So if you want to get in on this amazing convention, go to geeknationtours.com and sign up for the tour. And now, on with the show. Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of 40K Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Alex. With me as always is Ashley. Hey guys. And JF. Hey. And today we're going to talk about the reveals at the Nova Open, but I think we're going to spend a good amount of time talking about Aeronautica Imperialis. Which I know Boy, JF, howdy we will. Which I know JF and I are excited about. Ashley, indifferent? Very indifferent, unfortunately. <laughs> well, maybe we'll maybe we'll change your mind. But as always, I'd like to talk about anything we've been doing lately, hobby-wise, and I think today we'll start with Ashley. So I got to play around with a lot of contrast paints, Ooh. which has been um, fun. I was painting some Godzilla monsters of varying shapes and sizes. Um, I think they're really great on organic stuff, but I'm not so sure how... I'd really feel about it on, say, like Space Marine Armor or tanks or things like that. Um, I got a little bit overzealous with the application, and it pooled pretty badly, so I had to peel off and reapply in a couple of spots. Um, so watch out for that. Don't don't over don't overdo it like I was when I was being lazy. Um, and then I guess the real exciting thing, though, is that uh, we acquired a 3D printer. Mm. <gasps> yeah, it's as awesome as you think it's as you think it is. So, what sort of cool things have you been making? Um, well, for right now, um, I have been um, uh, making some characters for my Pathfinder game. Cool. So I printed out. I um, I went to Hero Forge and got some, um, made some custom minis, and then instead of having them print them for you, you can purchase the file and print them yourself. So we did. So I have my my half orc barbarian and uh, her goblin wizard companion. So. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty great. Um, we're in the process of considering whether or not we want to print um, 3D like terrain and like all these different crazy things that that you can do with it. Um, and pretty much, pretty much, it's the jam. So uh, it's it's definitely the the coolest thing ever, actually. Um, we printed some um, chest, like we printed like a chest. It actually can open and close on a hinge, oh, cool. which is which is cool. Um, but the really cool part about it is, is that it has little inserts that you can pop in and out of it, so it can be like 
gold treasure. It can be like goblets and rubies. Um, it can be like a bunch of swords or it could be a mimic. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty great. Um, but yeah, there's, there's no end to the number of possibilities that we have for terrain. I'm really excited about it. Right now we're just utilizing, um, files that we can either purchase or that are free through a variety of websites and stuff. Um, but at some point soon, um, we're going to start like trying to de design our own stuff if we can and see, see where that takes us. Awesome. 3d printer is a lot of fun. I know. A, a oh couple, my God, it is a couple of uh, friends I have. They got one and they sort of tried to monetize it with selling some minis and stuff. And they've done, they've been able to sell some stuff, but mostly yeah. just making stuff for themselves. Well, so, um, one of the, one of my housemates, um, has one at his disposal at work. That's like an industrial one. Um, and they have a couple different kinds. Um, the one that we have is an SLA printer, which uses uh, liquid resin. And so you can get much finer detail and it doesn't have the like lines that mm. a lot of the other ones do because they use like that filament. Um, so that's pretty great because um, he would brought some stuff home that he'd printed off at work because basically they were just like, hey, we have these. We want to be able to use these, but no one knows how to use them yet, so why don't you guys play around with them and see what you can do. Just print off some stuff. Just don't abuse the the free stuff. And so he printed off some, like, um, terrain, uh, like 40K um, uh, objective markers. Oh, cool. So they're, they're Tyranid-themed, which is really cool. Um, so there's um, one to six um, spooky, weird tiered eggs on them. So, you know, you have one egg, it's number one, two eggs, it's number two. And uh, they were nice, but they had a lot of lines in them because the, the detail of it's just not that fine. Um, but I'm actually sitting here right now with um, the, the first test print of my Pathfinder character. And she's pretty good. Um, we got to do some adjustments to the, um, I guess, the length of time that it um, cures before it moves on to the next layer. Yeah. Um, because it looks nice, but the detail isn't as great. So, like, right now, I would say it's, like, the quality of, like, a Simon game. Mm-hmm. Where it's got some detail, but it's not, like, amazing. Um, but if we adjust the settings a little bit, we can get much finer, much crisper details out of it. So, awesome. I'm really, I'm so stoked. So that's what I've been up to, is, uh, playing with a stinky printer. <laughs> we didn't put it, we had to, we had to, um, put it in the garage, because it's, uh, oh, yeah. it's, an, it's, it's bad. And, um... <laughs> We're thinking about ways to, to insulate the garage because it's still getting into the house, and it's uh, it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> Jeff, how about you? I have, as is often the case, been rather busy. I've been working on some behind-the-scenes things for Adepticon. Um, man, Adepticon rooms went fast, and I oh, did yeah. not get one. Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize it had happened until it was too late. I, it the, the tickets went uh, the tickets the hotels became available at 1 p.m. Eastern time and at 1:04 when I clicked reserve you know make my reservation they were gone. Yeah. Yeah, that checks out. 
Yeah, fortunately, I have a friend who uh, who got a room it was with faster. two double beds, and yeah, much faster than I was on a phone. And I wasn't a computer, so I don't know. I blame... See, that's what I did like two or three years ago. Was I called? Uh, she she did it like on the website on her phone, and it was faster. I, I, oh, interesting. Oh, I'm I actually should have called them, phone? and they they hooked me up. So yeah, I think that's what I should have done. Yeah. Anyways, so I, I I do have a place to stay. It's on the premises, so it's not like it's not the end of the world, but it's it's becoming the problem we feared it was going to become. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, uh, it's been rough for a couple years now. Yeah, yeah, it has. Uh, otherwise, I haven't been doing much. I have played a bit with contrast paints, but mostly I, I sprayed some extra bits on a sprue and started just goofing off and just trying to get a, a grasp on the, the texture and flow of the paint. And I, I, I feel it's going to be even more than what I expected it to be. Uh, I, I feel like we've only really scratched the surface of what's going to be possible with these paints. I don't have anything cool to play around with yet. I'm right now. I'm only looking at the time-saving element behind contrast paints, mostly when it comes to uh, when it comes to the, the upcoming AI stuff. That's, I mean, those vehicles are small enough that even though there's a lot of flat surfaces, I think contrast is going to be really good at saving time. I saved so much time on those on those tiny Godzilla monsters. Right. So much time. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm looking forward to doing some more experimentation with the paints, but I'm I'm very I'm very happy. And mostly one of the things is I've 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 tricked tricked is that the right word? Gaslit? No, <laughs> I've um I've enticed my girlfriend into playing around. Like I wanted to paint her a warband for uh for uh, Night Vault. But she insisted on on assembling and painting it herself. Yes. And so She's in. I'm. You've got her. I don't want her to be in too much. I want her. I don't want her to be distracted from her studies. <laughs> oh, it'll be fine. I promise. As as someone who was a Warhammer addict all through college, it will be okay. It wasn't and for grad me. school. <laughs> but anyways, um, and well, she, maybe she's... I have a much better like work life balance situation. Oh yeah, it can't be can't be as bad as mine. I'm I'm not super good at that. But anyway, so so she she wanted to to, to do it on her own, and so I, I I got some some contrast paints that I believe is going to make her life easier, and hopefully soon within the next few weeks, um, she's going to start painting her her war band, and I get to I get to introduce her to my hobby, and we're going to learn how to play Night Vault together, and it's going to be cool. Awesome. They I've actually seen um. Some pretty good stuff with contrast paint. Somebody did an amazing. It's on that hobby hangout group. Some, but somebody did an amazing job on the on a Stormcast Eternal. It looks like it was just done with regular paint. He didn't use one of the contrast sprays. He used a silver spray as the base coat instead. It looks pretty good. Hmm. So, like you said, I think it's gonna be interesting to see uh, what people come up with as they get more and more into contrast. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that there there's some people that are sitting on some pretty amazing things right now that they're they're still toying around with or they're gonna present at some painting contests. Or they're just not admitting that they use contrast for right. some really amazing <laughs> things they did. <laughs> I I will not have any problem admitting to that once yeah, once I, mean, I yeah. actually get to it. <laughs> for myself, I've just been getting a couple more games of forty K in here and there. Uh, nothing crazy. Although I have, uh, in my effort to purge things, been trading stuff for Tau, so I have a 
quite a bit of Tau now that I'm slowly assembling. Wait, does that mean you're backing out of our deal? Oh, no, not at all. Okay, cool. I ended up with the Tau Titan from Forge World, question mark? The I... Tau Titan? What? There's a like a huge battle suit. Oh, yes, yes, the, uh, the, the supremacy KV-139. armor. Yes. Oh, oh so that thing. I ended up with one of those things. Such a beautiful model. Yeah, I'm looking forward to... I, I've I've heard that it is recommended to add some fairly sturdy brass rods in the ankles. Oh yes, it definitely looks like it. <laughs> but I'm gonna try and do magnets with it anyway, so I can I take it apart at the waist and stuff like that, so I don't have to keep it all glued together. Because having a you know foot tall resin model walking around doesn't or standing around doesn't seem like a good idea. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, on the table it can be together, but transporting, I'd rather have it in two separate, two or three or four separate pieces. What's neat Coward. is you being all practical. Well, what's what's cool is the arms actually have spots for magnets already. Which oh, nice. really? Yeah. Yeah, that's the, the, nice. when they cast it, they put spots for that's four magnets. Really so nice. Charm, so. But other than that, I haven't really gotten to do any painting yet. I'm still, like we were saying last time, trying to go through my stuff and organize it and get rid of stuff um i am looking forward very much to aeronautica imperialis which we'll talk about in a moment but first let's talk about what we saw at the nova open so more um space marines making their way over to primaris captain shrike from the um who are those guys again raven guard yes raven guard <laughs> why do i know Nova? i don't know <laughs> Made the jump to Primaris, and it looks like we're actually finally going to get all those kits from Shadow Spear as their own multi-part kits now. Um, finally. But I thought the the most exciting thing for me that I saw anyway was the that plastic Howling Banshee. Oh, plastic Howling Banshees. Yeah, it's I've been, been hearing so an awful long. lot about those from uh, the boyfriend who plays Eldar. He and, uh, cannot and, possibly contain his excitement. And, and it can't just be Howling Banshees. It's got to be got to be them all, right? Or at least half of them. Well, that's that's the hope we're holding on to, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see, because that's going to be part of... It, it was kind of bundled with the news for the uh, Psychic Awakening. Yeah. So I don't know how many kits are going to be Eldar kits. True. Because every codex is supposed to get new rules. Mm-hmm. Um, but it said major updates for two races, or two armies. So I, I think that's got to be... I mean, the Psycho Awakenings, I, I would think Eldar might be one of them, but you never know. But who else would get... Let's theorize. What, what, yeah. Obviously, I think we're all on board with saying one of those, ra- those races are going to be Eldars. It's got to be. It's got to be. Right. So what? what's the other race that a Psychic Awakening would be interesting to have like a major update for? So the the term Psychic Awakening makes me think of Tau, right? Because they, they currently have no presence in the warp or a very 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 minimal presence in the warp right but the same thing can be said about about necrons true but i i thought necrons had it because they went into their robot bodies but they'll still need something to connect to the psychic yeah, that's awakening. true that's, that's true. the part that's gonna be interesting yeah i i would think if it was an awakening i would think it was it, it might be Tau and Necrons together, because they're pretty much left out of the... Everybody else has Psychic stuff except for those two. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Chaos Knights, you can give them upgrades that let them cast Psychic powers. I think that makes sense. 
Which is definitely going to be something because knights are in the list of codexes getting like that are going to be round up in there. So I'm I'm suspecting that we're going to see imperial knights also get some yeah. psychic goodies. So yeah, I I'm I mean as as much as I brought up necrons when we're talking about major upgrade updates, I feel that Tau might be, and I'm saying that because like I kind of like not so secretly wish that the empire thing becomes more important for Tau. So giving them like a new race that they hang out with that is a psychic race would be yeah. kind of cool. Ooh, like some allies. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what you can what you can do, I mean, the Tau have lost a lot of their cool we are an empire of various races. Yeah. They still have Vespids, they still have Crudes. That's pretty much it. So giving them um, giving them a, a, a new race that's that's psychers to bringing them into the psychic awakening awakening part, revitalizing some of the older crude models like giving them like a proper crude rider and crude hounds, and maybe maybe giving them some plastic vespids with maybe some better rules wouldn't be the end of the world like that that would be like three kits three to four kits that he could give the tau that's a major update as far as I mm-hmm. I can tell. And it really kind of brings back the whole Tau Empire thing. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, and we talked about this before. Just seeing, you know, that them pulling in those other allies that they supposedly have, because it's been a while since. I mean, we got Vespids and Crute, but it's been a while since the Vespid models came out, which was the newer, newer of the two. Crute were there originally. It has been a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be really, really interesting to see what comes out of it. And they said it's just going to be the next major narrative, just like the Vigilus book. And I think, you know, part of it, when the whole Vigilus stuff came out, is people were like, oh, well, my army didn't get special rules, but all these other armies did. So it looks like they're kind of, they might have been listening to that a little bit with, um, you know, having everybody get some rules now. And on the back of that is... We finally saw the Sisters box set. And we have an official release date. Yes, well, November. Time. Well, yeah. month. <laughs> time frame. A span of four weeks. It's basically here. Ashley, did you go to Nova? No, because uh, I'm lame. I was wondering if you got that, that Canonist model that they gave out there. No, I didn't, but I know a bunch of friends who did. Yeah. So I might bum one off of one of them who doesn't <laughs> want it. But, um... No, I ended up I ended up um, going away for the weekend, so which I haven't done in ten years because I've gone to Nova every year. Yeah. So, eh, you know, I picked a stupid year to do it, I guess. Um, but uh, my hype is real. Yeah, I think as you know, as we expected, the, uh, the models look pretty good. You know what's really cool? The box set includes the codex. Yeah. Like I'm I'm really into that. Yeah, it's a pretty nice change for him. Um, yeah, I guess I don't think that's ever. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I think some of the box armies in third edition might have done that, but that was years and years yeah. and years ago. So. so apparently, it's a limited edition codex. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, which you know people are you know gonna trip all over themselves for. <laughs> Not that I blame them. Um, no. But no, they're. I'm I'm excited about the models. The Canoness is legit. Uh, I'm still still waiting to see what new things they got, right? Because we're still just seeing, oh, here's an update of this model. Here's an update of this model. 
Yeah, these all look like things we've, um, you know, we were expecting would be redone. Um, mm. We don't have anything new, new, and I'm a little bit disappointed. But also, I'm sure that that, you know, that's going to be like their big reveal after they release the box set. So whatever, right. I'll live. I- at the same time as, I mean, in the Nova presentation, indeed, he talked about the uh, the sister battle as there. And one more thing. So I have a right. feeling that when they do make the, the, the final announcement of, hey, these are the models and units that we're, you're getting with the sisters. And they're going to list all the normal stuff that we already kind of know about. And they're going to finish with, oh, and one more thing and show us like three new kits. Yeah. Yeah, that, that checks out. Yeah, because you want to keep like your big punches for for the end. Like people are going to be excited about seeing known units as new models for a while. Might yeah. as well milk that as much as you can. Oh, and once yeah. once that's been bled dry, then you can like trot out the new models. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked about it. I know what I'm going to put on my Christmas list. <laughs> I'm still hoping they get a flyer. I, I can't see- imagine that they wouldn't. Yeah. At least get, you know, at least get zero. And they, and they could get such a pretty one because everything's had, like, everything new has a lot more elegance except for the, uh, for obviously the, 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 the penitent engine. Yeah, that is definitely the very opposite of elegance. <laughs> that is I, I think one it's of the most, me. it's one yeah. of the most grimdark, grimdark things I've seen in ages. <laughs> I'm just glad it's no longer metal. I, I oh, remember um, I remember yeah. my ex building one out of metal and having to pin everything. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Yeah, I do not miss model. I do not miss that life. Neither do I. Metal uh, being a, a, a terrible memory and staying that way is something I'm very comfortable with. I put together um, those tiny Godzilla monsters. And they were mostly plastic bodies with metal legs. And I was so angry. Just so deeply <laughs> Just the angry. legs were metal? Yes. I was so <laughs> mad. Why would you do this to me? I, didn't, I went, Of course, I wasn't warned either. I just opened up the box and a bunch of metal legs had fell out. And I was like, no. Yeah. No, I'm done. I rescind the offer to build these. Like. <laughs> wow. And hot on the heels of Nova, we, of course, as kind of that prediction went with the book coming out at the end of the month, Aeronautica Imperialis hits shelves this weekend. I'm so happy. <laughs> uh, me too. You guys are so funny. If, you got to understand. The, the thing is, and I've, I've talked about this, I think, on a previous episode, that Aeronautica Imperialis by Forge World was, in my opinion the very best game rules-wise that Games Workshop and or Affiliates had put out. It was a fun, hyper-kinetic game, very different from what we had seen from Games Workshop or any gaming company. And there's there's a reason why X-Wing was the success it was, and it's not just because it's a Star Wars property, because pretty much 90% of the rule set and gameplay for X-Wing was lifted straight off Aeronautica Imperialist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. So when they announced they were bringing back this game, my favorite game with tiny little airplanes, I was ecstatic. I was over the moon because that's a game I never got to play enough of, even though I collected a ton of Forge World models for. And now they're bringing it back. 
but I still had this lingering worry, especially with the hex map of, mm. are they going to mess it up? Like, are, are, is this going to be the Aeronautica Imperialis I remember? Or are they just using the name for some really crappy, boring version of the game? And now that we got the how to play video. I watched that six times. <sighs> <laughs> I am I am glad to report it is they have managed to, as far as I can see so far, haven't played it yet, of course, improve upon the yes, model. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So I made the so, mistake of uh when they released that they were saying, Oh, go on it for pre order next week, I made the mistake of emailing my local store and saying, I want one of everything. And then it was like sixty products, so I had to cut for now. <laughs> Sorry, I only I only want half of one of everything <laughs> pretty much but yeah. i'm i'm actually fairly conservative on what i will be getting uh, mostly because these are not the races i want to play yeah but i still want to play so i'm i my, my brother and i are both getting a core set i'm giving him the imperial he's giving me the orcs so i'll be going all orky and which also will make it a lot easier to paint with using uh using con- uh, contrast paints yeah there's gonna be but, great for these Definitely. I mean, these are going to be perfect because while there are flat surfaces, there are tiny flat surfaces. Yeah. So contrast will not like pool as badly, and if it does, like it's, it'll be easy to fix. So I'm I'm super stoked. I've got a feeling that the I mean, we already know from like the the cards in the orc set that we will be getting the uh, the, the the bigger bomber that yes. they have. So that's going to be exciting. And judging from the, they gave us a, the Warhammer community gave us an article of historic air battles. And while most of them were Imperial versus Orcs or Imperial versus Chaos Imperials, one of them stood out as being Orcs versus Eldar. Yes. It would be weird if on the heels of that, we did not get some Eldar ships. And now that is the shit a, shit, a ship series I want to play with. Yeah, I, I think that's probably sort of the, the natural next step, I would imagine. I mean, just because that sort of follows their, their previous Aeronautica Imperialis um, sort of releases with, with Eldar coming out next. It'll, so I'm interested in what comes after that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, what, I'll... What's, what other races are they going to pull in? I mean, I, I feel like Tau was the other one that had a good number of flyers. Yeah. Chaos had two flyers, which is which isn't bad, and you can definitely expand upon that. So I can see those. I would love to see Necrons, like a bunch of tiny little flying croissants, would be pretty amazing. <laughs> there's there's a lot of room for them to play around with. And I think you're right. It definitely does look like they improved on the on the formula of the game. I'm really excited to try it. I, I just, I just got the base set, the, the campaign book, and then I got, I think it's Marauder, fun, uh, not, not the ones that come in the box, but there's another set of Marauders. The that... Destroyers or something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So. I, I... Yeah, I'm, I'm basically just, I'm getting the, the core set, um, the ground objectives, which. The existence of ground assets as models means that we're probably going to see very mission-oriented, like objective-oriented mm. missions, which is something else that was really cool about Aeronautica Imperialis from Forge World is that you weren't just doing dogfights. Dogfighting was your basic intro engagement for noobs. 
the real game was escort missions and bombing runs and way more complicated things. And having ground assets hints that we're going to see that again. So kind of jazz about that. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what, what sort of missions they have. Because um, the main book just in the start just comes, like they're saying, the, I think it's in the dogfight scenario. And then there's a bunch of other scenarios in the Rin's World campaign book. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting the core set. I'm getting those ground assets, the orc cards, and I want the bigger map. I want the Rin's World map. Yeah, I get that too. Because it, it is, it's a three by three, well, 99 millimeters by 99 millimeters from my understanding. <laughs> but the, the important thing is it'll allow me to play some, some bigger games or just have more rooms to have those ships flying around. Now, one of my biggest fears was the hexes. Like I was worried that the hexes would be kind of constraining. And I wasn't super sure about how that would work for speed. But judging by the demo especially on a bigger map and the way maneuvering works, I think DX is actually the, 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 the right choice. It, it removes part of the guesswork that was yeah. already inherent in, in playing AI. But more, more importantly is that when you played AI, you kind of realized that there was this kind of invisible hex grid anyways. Yeah. Because your facing would never shift by more than the than than turning the, the, the what 60 degrees so you were always facing according to a hex map and your movement was in inches so which was pretty much the length of, of a base anyway so yeah it makes you know it just makes defining the arcs that you're being able to fire and you know there's no question about that anymore um it just it, it I think it's going to make the game easier. Yeah, and easier it's going to make it fa faster to play, and faster to play is always that much more comfortable. It'll be interesting to see how they continue to support it, just like they're doing with the uh, Adeptus Titanicus stuff. Right, which is interesting because although I did like I was initially all on board for Adeptus Titanicus. I have yet to assemble a model. I just have not had time. I will get to it. I just haven't. But because of that, because I'm not playing, I haven't assembled models, like I see the releases go by, but yeah. also not like they're kind of like background noise of model releases. Yeah, they kind of they kind of trickle out, right? Like they had the what are they called this um a different sort of night come out and then they had like some additional terrain, but it seemed like there was that big initial splash. Then it sort of tapered off. Yeah. It's, it's, it seems to be quote unquote constant, but also it's never in my face. Yeah. So I have a feeling that when I do get back into Titanicus, I'm going to be overwhelmed by the available options. I think so. I mean, there's just, They've just released, like, weapons packs and stuff, you know, too, so you can kit out your Titans with all sorts of weapons. So there's definitely a lot of options there. I'm hoping we'll see... So with the uh, Aeronautica Imperialis stuff, the, the Thunderbolts can be assembled in two different ways, which is pretty cool. And hopefully, you know, they'll do more multi-purpose kits coming up for that. So with... Uh, 
with the psychic awakening, let's just go back back to that. So what do we, does anybody think like people are talking about there's going to be another Primark coming out or maybe another, uh, you know, demon Primark, any wild, any wild speculation from you guys about who it might be or. I want it to be Russ. (laughs) I don't know if Russ is what I would really go for if I was talking about a psychic awakening. I'm not saying that that's the logical choice. I'm saying that's what (laughs) I want. That's the choice you want. (laughs) <laughs> okay, okay, it's it's the emotional choice. I, yes, that's I my emotional totally, choice. My totally logical, my logical choice. Um, well, I mean, we already got Magnus, so who would be the logical choice? That's a tough one. Like, who who's the big psyker amongst the the, the 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 loyalists? If we've already got the the traitor psyker king. Yeah, that's that's the thing. There really that's wasn't, you know. I mean, if we're like. I mean, I guess the maybe the lion would make sense. Yeah, true. Maybe. I maybe. mean, he is just locked away deep in the rock somewhere. He's just chilling. Yeah, he's he's, he's the got, most likely candidate got, in that he is, you know, not mostly dead. So, you know, he's only, you know, or not entirely dead or missing. He's just taking a really long nap. They, they locked him in with a Disney Plus subscription, and he's Correct. only now getting to the end of the, con- the available content. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Disney Plus. I I I have a wild theory. Go for it. So, and, and again, this is just me drinking too much coffee and eating too much sugar. I think it would be cool, or there is a chance that this is where they kill the emperor. Oh yeah, oh, so well no because be no this like is a good theory because it. because the emperor one of the theories out there is that like if he died he would just instantly reincarnate. But more importantly, I feel that if he dies, it would be interesting because perhaps his psychic essence gets spread throughout the galaxy and a yeah, bunch yeah. of people like things that weren't psychers before now are psychers or you know, things like that. So then suddenly the ethereals for the tower psychers, it's not completely like because the, the thing is, because there's no precedent to it and we know the emperor isn't doing super well, <laughs> killing the he emperor just needs more orcs to believe in him harder. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> um, but the thing is, like killing the emperor is a carte blanche to doing what the, whatever the hell they want. I mean, aren't they kind of doing whatever the hell they want anyway? It's not like they listen to him about how he's not a god. True, Fair but I, I don't mean the Imperium. I mean, like, the creative team. Oh, yeah. I mean, fine, maybe. But again, you know, it's a big universe, and they, you know, they make up whatever they want a lot all the time anyway. So, you know. I, absolutely, but th- this is supposed to be, like, the big momentous thing. Some people have compared it to, um, what is it, the Shattering, whatever, like, the, the, yeah, the event that's that basically uh, bridged uh, Warhammer Fantasy into Age of Sigmar. I don't think they're going to go that far. But at the same time, like we were talking like a few weeks ago about how it would be neat if Xenos kind of had a bit more of an alliance amongst themselves. Yeah. I mean, this, this is, this is where you do that. This is where you kind of create this, the, the, the narrative that stitches all these things we want together. Mm-hmm. And if you want like something really big to happen to trigger that, 
and you call it Psychic Awakening, and the the biggest, most powerful psyker in the galaxy right now is you know a desiccated corpse on a throne. That's I mean that's an avenue, and it's it's an avenue that'll get the attention of everyone who plays 40k. Yeah, that'd be I mean just a, a huge huge shift in the in the narrative if like you're, if they killed the Ember, like you were saying, and to so right so tens of thousands of people psychers aren't being sacrificed every day. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they've already said like that the Astronomicon isn't that great anymore. Yeah. Like they're they're sort of like you know Chekhov's gunning that into place. So I'm not saying yeah, that's going to be it, but if it is it, I mean I'm not going to you know clutch my pearls in surprise. Right. <laughs> my pearls will remain firmly unclutched. <laughs> so that that's that's my uh, my wild hair theory on that. I would. Yeah. I kind of did it. I like it. I like it. I don't. I don't know. You know, with all this the speculation about a primarch, I don't really see anybody that would make sense to come back. Yeah. Um, well, if the emperor dies, then maybe the lion is the the logical choice because, true. like, I mean, we know Cipher's been doing his little merry little thing towards Terra. I think. I don't keep up with Space Marine things that much. And, you know, with Cypher doing things, that ties into Dark Angels. And with the Dark Angels, well, then you've got the Lion. And maybe if the Lion's doing something, might as well bring him back and Russ at the same time. Because those guys <laughs> have uh, they have history. They like to fight. Mm. Yeah, they got beef. Because wouldn't that be a really cool thing? So, like, I don't know, they fight over, you know, saving or killing the Emperor. I don't know. So Cypher was tied to that theory about that I heard before about the Emperor dying is that the whole reason he's trying to get to Terra is to unplug the Emperor because he knows he'll reincarnate or whatever. The psychic essence will dissipate throughout the universe and make life better for the Imperium. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it all comes together. I'm excited that, you know, that they're supposedly, you know, in the presentation they're saying they're going to be releasing a ton of models you won't believe. So uh, I'm interested interested to see what that means, and I'm interested to see how every faction gets updated. Hopefully, it's like, you know, decent amount of rules, and not just like, oh yes, you can now cast the psychic power with your knight. Mm-hmm. I think there's a good chance, and since it's the next big narrative for 40k, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Because even though Vigilus was a, a big narrative, it didn't really change anything. Game wise, mm-hmm. um, it 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 felt like a big narrative in the same way putting your big toe into like the, the into the pool to check the temperature is a big swim. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe it'll lead to a big swim, but on its own, it kind of isn't. Yeah, I feel you. So it's it's got to be if scissors is November, then this thing probably. Starting in December, I'd imagine. That would make sense. Yeah, I mean, well, they might stretch the sisters out through December, so maybe this uh, is like true. a beginning of the year thing. Yeah, it could be. That's true. Because when they get into December, they usually get their, um, you know, their Christmas releases and, and stuff like that. Usually that's what we see is, as new releases is, here's all these battle forces and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Exciting times ahead. Lots of good stuff coming up. 
Um, it'll be interesting, interesting to see what comes out. So if we know Sisters are in November, sounds like September and October might be a little slow for 40K, unless they cram Psyche Awakening in there, but I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah. I mean... I mean, they could. The thing is, Psychic Awakening could... I mean, I, part of me feels like the sisters getting the, their codex could plug into that narrative to a certain yeah. degree. Maybe like as an opening salvo for it. I, it's 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 really weird. I have a, I have a feeling that like right now for September we're obviously we're getting uh, Aeronautic Imperialist, but that's like a one two week like release window. Yeah. So two months what can we what can we hope to see for 40k in a window of two months that i mean considering how fast they release things it can still be a lot they can still pull out something unexpected within that time frame yeah i mean we get the we have the few other space green releases but that's a week maybe two you know Mm -hmm. right and the initial shock of that is past so yeah yeah they'll release those but I doubt they're going to be releasing them as like their own big thing for the month. I could I could see one or two more of the Space Marine mini codexes coming out in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, as to who's next, uh, I personally hope it's uh, Imperial Fists, um, and I assume it's going to be Raven Guard since they showed that model too. That does make sense, but. I mean, other than that, I don't. I don't know what else they're going to cram in there. I'm sure there'll be, of, I mean, some more Age of Sigmar stuff in there too. It's not just going to be, you know, all 40k. But yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and we might we might see that. We might see some just some you know little standalone things here and there that they've done in the past. Um, we might see some Titanicus. Yeah, I I can't. I hope personally that in the next sometime next year they expand Titanicus. I have the horse hairs here, at least into other races, because I'd love to get some orc gargants. Or I'd love to get some uh, some Eldar phantoms and knights yeah, and new titans mm-hmm. for them too. Mm, those would be gorgeous at that size. And I mean, Game Workshops maneuvered themselves into an interesting position right now, where for all we know, they've got so much going on at the same time and so many bags to pull from. Like October, the the big 40k thing for October could be we're pulling out spirers for Necromunda, right? And we've right. got this is going to be a whole week. It's just spirers. All right. I mean, they could do that. They could do rattlings. They yep. could. I mean, that's just Necromunda. I mean, maybe they're going to go even harder into AI, and within like two months, we'll get two more races. We don't know. They've just they've created this really neat playground for themselves. Where, like, they don't need to do much to keep us guessing. Like, True. we know what's coming, and yet we don't. Right. We, yeah, we, have, we have, like, a slight skim of the surface of what's coming, and they have all this other stuff underneath that they're not even letting us know about. It is definitely a good time to be a Games Workshop fan. Yeah, we're getting spoiled. <laughs> I'm not complaining. No, definitely not complaining. Any other wild speculation for the Psychic Awakening? Um, honestly, wild speculation. There's things I'd like to see. Yeah. Like they, they say, every race is getting something, which is great. 
don't get me wrong, but I don't necessarily want everyone to be getting the same thing. Like, yeah. I don't want everybody to just be getting, oh, they all get a Psyker. Like, I'll give you an example of what I would love to see, um, say, the Ad- Adeptus Mechanicus get. Adeptus Mechanicus don't have Psykers, but one thing that they do is that they build ships. They build ships that go in, in through the warp. Mm-hmm. And one of the important components of ships that go through the warp is that they need a Geller field. Otherwise, you just have oh, yeah. demons everywhere. Now, if you're Adeptus Mechanicus and you're going to fight against a bunch of people that use psychic powers, and you don't have psychers, but you have a device that messes with the warp in um, kind of like basically creates a warp Faraday cage, if you will, mm, well... Cool. You bring that to the battlefield is my idea. I would love for like, the Adeptus Mechanicus to have like this weird little device that hovers with them on the battlefield and just not necessarily cancels out um, psychic powers, but messes with them, makes them more difficult or more random or, you know, th- there's there's a lot of cool things they could do with that. Yeah, that sort of rather than... You know, like we were saying before, Tower Necrons getting something psychic. It could be something like kind of like the same thing, right? Something completely anti-psychic, psychic defense. Well, especially the Necrons. Necrons yeah. had these obelisks on uh, on Cadia that yeah. were basically keeping the warp at bay. Surely they have things that can mess with the warp without having psychers of their own. Mm, that's a good point. And I mean, as far as you know, game wise goes, it'd be great to have something. Because when in a, like if you're playing Necrons or Tau or Mechanicus and your opponent brings a Psycho, you just kind of let them play their own phase. Yeah, exactly. So I, I I think that leaning into each of these races' strength or you know fluff regarding the warp is really where it's going to be more interesting than just everybody gets a Psyker because that's way too uniform. And and what are you going to do for Tyranids? Right. Tyranids are already pretty freaking tight with the warp, but they have their own very unique relationship to the warp. Yeah. It's they're very psychic, but they don't really worry about demons for some reason. There's something to explore there. Give me a Necron I'm sorry, give me a Tyranid like knight equivalent model. G- yeah, give me yeah. a Dominatrix. Can give we- us oh, our yes. Oh my god, JF, yes. Can we get a Tyranid Dominatrix Please. with like Basically, it has super shadow in the warp because it is such a strong emissary or avatar of the hive mind that it just creates this kind of psychic, not not just a null area, but just this place, this area around it that psychers have a hard time. Like, things go weird. That would be interesting. I want it so bad. Oh, man. Imagine a rule where you can just flip someone's psychic power. Like that. You don't just deny the witch, you kind of just mirror it back to that then. <laughs> like on a roll of six, like don't make it I easy, am make it hard. glue, everything psychic bounces off of right. me and sticks to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I love it. I would love to see a, a, a knight equivalent Tyranid model because they're really the only people that don't have one. I know. And they should. There's so many big bugs. They're supposed, like, that's supposed to be one of the things about Terranus, right? It's like, oh my god, the small bugs are here. The big ones are coming. Yeah. Well, I guess just the medium ones, because, I mean, 
oh, there was a time when a Carnifex was was a, a big bug. Now it's just sort <laughs> oh, of oh, now it's a little now guy. it's just a little bitty bub. Ah, uh, you're making me feel old. Yeah, you can buy them in units of three. I know, right? I think you can <laughs> only buy them in groups of three now. Uh, I, I think the box is two models. Yeah, the box. And, oh, no, I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah, the box is yeah. two models. And the unit is one to three, yeah. yes, which is right. just crazy. Yeah, they used to be so expensive points-wise. Mm-hmm. Well, they used they're... to be, like, un- unstoppable, Yeah, unstoppable. Too, so. They used to just, yeah. Ugh. Second edition, those were the days. Good times. Good times. <laughs> All right, anything else, Ashley, for Psych Awakening? Any, more, any wild speculation or things you'd like to see? I mean, now you got me hot to trot on the dominatrix. That's all I can think about. <laughs> got it. Ashley's thinking about dominatrix. Got it. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> all right. Well, if you guys have any wild speculation about what's going to come out with Psyche Awakening or what we're going to see in the next few months from 40K, uh, please contact us on our Facebook. Reach out. We always like to see replies on there. Throw up some pictures of what you're working on with contrast paints. We always love to see that. And we'll be back in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Free Buddhist Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddhist Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddhist Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies. <laughs>